Hello, and welcome back to my podcast called Faith is Strength. I'm Nochi Mandel. Speaking out of Muncie, New York, I'm helping spread the beautiful light of spiritual living across the world. The date of this recording is January 10th of 2019. May my words and the expressions of my soul be gratifying to everyone who hears them. I pray that my ideas help pave a beautiful path in your journey called life. The title of today's episode is A Breath of Fresh Outlook, Part 4. It's the final part of a miniature series about business and being an entrepreneur. If you haven't already listened to the past three, I suggest you go back because this is a continuation. Let's jump right in. Being in business will change you. You need to know this and acknowledge this before you go in or if you're in the early stages. It is imperative that you don't live or approach business in denial. Part of living a healthy spiritual life is living in aligned with the truth, living in truth, avoiding fantasy and falsehood as much as you can. In this sense, being that you are a spiritual practitioner, you care about your emotional and spiritual health and well-being. If you are contemplating business or in business, you want to live in reality. The reality is business will change you. If you are a young adult getting into business or are in business for a couple years, you will not be the same person in 5, 10, 15 years from now. It is a fact. You need to know this and acknowledge this. You might think one thing going in, you might have certain goals, certain fantasies, but after many years, something completely different becomes the reality. This is a very, very important point about business that you need to come to understand. And the reason you need to come to understand it is for your own good, for your own well-being, for your own clarity, so that it doesn't throw you off, so that you are content with your life looking back. You need to be made aware so that you don't look back and say, oh, I didn't know this. If I knew this, then I wouldn't. No, you need to know this. Let me give you an example. If you are a spiritual practitioner, you're trying to live a spiritual life, a life of health, positivity, closeness to God, devotion, family, and then you reach the age where business either interests you or you think you have a good idea or you want to go into business, being entrepreneur comes naturally to you, whatever the case is for you, and you start getting into business. You may tell yourself things like, I'm going to become rich. My business is going to succeed. And then when it does, when I reach my goals, when I'm a millionaire, I'm a billionaire, when I reach X, Y, and Z, then I will dedicate more time in my life to learning, to praying, to working on my health, whatever it is. For everybody, it's different, but humans by default create these plans if it is aligned with who you are, right? So say you're 18 years old, you're 22 years old, you're 30 years old. You want to play sports or you want to be fit. You want to talk to God 60 minutes a day, or you want to learn every day for a couple hours, whatever it is, whatever brings you close, whatever makes you feel good, whatever makes your soul vibrate and shine. But you understand because you have to make ends meet, it is very difficult to do all of those things now at your current stage. You're busy with a 10-hour job or 15-hour job. Or in this sense, you're getting into business, you're going into business, you plan on going into business. But in this stage, while you're planning to go into business or to start a business, you don't think of it in terms of it taking away from your other aspects of life. In fact, you justify it. That's what I'm trying to get at. There are beautiful justifications that we think up. I'm going to invest X amount of time. I'm going to succeed. And then I'll have time to focus on what I really want to focus. It's a certain form of fallacy. I'm sure there's a name for it. Didn't look it up. And it's far from the truth. It's far from reality. Endless examples of individuals who have thought that and have found that they were incorrect can be shared. 
Ask anyone who has been in business for long enough or anyone who is already older and is still wrapped up in business what they thought when they were 20 or 25 and what they think when they're 45 and 50 still in business. Business will change you. There are a very small percentage of individuals who stay so true and so locked on to their soul, to their calling, who get into business and don't deviate from the ultimate goal. It's very hard to point them out in a crowd. Very, very difficult. And everybody going into business usually thinks they're going to be the exception. It's the same idea of when people look at millionaires and say, I'm going to be different. I'm going to give a lot of charity. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to give to my friends and family. Right? We all think we're going to be different. We're going to be different than that bad rich person which we already discussed, we already refuted, we already talked about how we need to change our paradigm in that regard. This is how we think, and it's no different here. I'm going to be the exception. I'm going to get into business. I'm going to be a millionaire, but then at some point, that switch is going to be turned off, and I'm going to dedicate my life to spirituality, to good things, to charities. To That is not the case for most people, and you have to acknowledge it. The reason you need to acknowledge it is because this is reality, and this may very well be your reality. I'm not discouraging you. Again, the things I share are shared because I believe that in life we need to have a certain balance between reality and fantasy. There needs to be a a nice balance when playing this game of what we fantasize about, the frequency we, we live on, and what reality really is. And finding that balance in every level, in every layer of life requires education, learning, listening. And on this layer, we need to find the balance between what is fantasy and what is reality for each individual person approaching business or that is in business. The ways in which business will change you is not necessarily bad. It just may not be what your end goal is. And as a spiritual person, of course, you should want to know or think about what your end goal is. What is your purpose in life? What are you here to do? Are you here to just be a business person? And maybe you are. Maybe you're here to be a business person, succeed at business, help people in that regard. Maybe not, though. Maybe you have other aspirations, but you feel like you can't get to them because of the hindrance of perhaps money. And if that's the case for you, which is very common, then you might think, okay, let me succeed and then I'll get to those things. But what happens is business pulls you in like a drug. It envelops you in ways that you can't imagine. It becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a hobby. If you're good at it, you'll thrive in it. And all of the sudden, all of these other aspirations that you have begin to fade away. If you fall into this criteria, I am talking to you. I want you to be aware of this. This could happen. Just by being aware of it, you could help yourself not fall into it, but it may happen. It very well will happen if you fall into the criteria. And then you have to ask yourself, you have to deal with it. Do you want to become this new person with all these new opportunities, new aspirations that have nothing to do with your early aspirations, with your early motives? Do you want to become a different person? Because business will change you. Your whole identity could be changed in a certain sense. Because before you were that business person, you have identity A, the body, the emotional makeup that you see yourself as. And two years into business, you've now become a completely different person. And of course, those around you notice it. There are all these um, stigmas attached to people becoming successful and detaching from their real friends, their close family. Everybody knows these phenomenons, but this is how it operates. It sneaks in. Nobody plans on it. Again, everybody thinks they're going to be the exception. But perspective changes due to experience, right? The more experience you have in business, the more perspective you're going to get. And all of a sudden, that which you looked upon when you were younger as bad becomes your reality. And of course, when you're in that reality, you justify 
identify it or you don't even see it as bad anymore. And maybe it's not bad, but you have now changed as a result of the decision that you made to get into business and pursue it. Of course, everyone around you is left dealing with it. But let's just worry about yourself right now. How are you going to deal with it? Are you going to look back when you're 60 years old, 80 years old and say, oh man, like where did I go wrong? Whatever happened to all my dreams, all these aspirations that didn't revolve just around money and wealth, you know, when did I get caught up in it? Because it will envelop you and it is a drug and it is fun. It is like a sport. So that's a very interesting point to just let it, let it sink in and think about it. Think about how you'll react to it. Think, think about the possibility whether or not you have the determinism to stay strong, stay focused, not to get caught up, what you really want in life, really, really, really firmly establish what you really want in life. I've been in business for seven, eight years, and I feel like I'm great at business. I love business. Business is just so easy for me. Dealings, dealing with clients, making deals. It's great. It's fun. It's awesome. But I remind myself constantly, and when I pray to God, I make sure to mention it over and over again. I don't want to lose touch because I feel like my purpose here on earth is so much bigger than just business. Business is great. I feel like I can do great in business and help a bunch of people, but that's not me. Figure out what the you is, even if you go into business. I don't see any signs of me slowing down in business, not anytime soon, but stay true to what, what is you. Oftentimes, the youth in you, the teenager, the, the age where you thought these perfect thoughts, these semi-innocent thoughts, right? Because it didn't have a ton of experience attached to it, but a lot of these innocent thoughts and desires are very pure and have a close connection to who you really are and what you really are supposed to do. And then as we grow older, we lose touch. Outside stimuli and phenomena life, stresses, all kinds of things just carry us away. So think about it. Don't lose touch. Pray to God. Talk to Hashem like you're talking to a friend, like you're talking to your parent. Just talk about it so that it stays alive in your mind. So when all these things happen, as they occur, you know what's happening. You know how to deal with it. You know what decisions you want to make. Ultimately, it'll lead to good decision making. Another aspect I just wanted to touch on right now, before we're going to do a summary, is about this idea of doing what you love or doing what's profitable and what can make you quick money. There's two levels of business, essentially, in this in this regard. There are people who do what they love, and then there are people who just do what opportunity comes their way and makes sense, right? It's kind of like two different categories. There are people who just pursue their passions, and these are usually artists, musicians, like all kinds of different industries where they have a, a love and a passion for a specific thing, so they pursue it. And then there are people who just either like by happenstance, right? It seems coincidental. They learned to trade, or they worked for someone and learned something, which led them to open up their own business, or they went to go learn something, they're going to learn to become an accountant, then they become an accountant, they have a passion, they saw a bunch of lawyers on the TV, and they want to be a lawyer, right? There's different, there's different criteria, but essentially it's two different, like one is a passion, I love a certain industry, therefore I'm pursuing it, and one is just like, I'm doing what I'm doing because I want to make money. I think it's important to decide what it is that you want to pursue because the difference in criteria have they have different ramifications depending on what you choose you will end up with a different outcome i would venture to say that if you have a passion for something and that is what you want to pursue then you need to pursue it even if it's not profitable and you should make your income elsewhere because passion life the things that we thrive for the things that help us wake up in the morning and get us motivated, that matters more than money. So, for example, if you have a passion to be a singer, but you're not going to make money in singing, 
and then you could open up a construction company, you should pursue being a singer and maybe work for a construction company or work anywhere so that you are wholly absorbed in what your passion is and pursue it. That's not to say that you can't or shouldn't make money in your passions. That's already a next level, making money within what you love. But it's an important distinction in the beginning because you have to weigh what's more important to you, making money or doing what you love. Ultimately, I think doing what you love makes more sense. You'll know if you're in a business that you enjoy. You'll feel it in your body and your soul, a certain ease, a certain joyfulness. You'll feel it. As my sister Ganeshi Braun would say, you have to listen to your inner voice. Every human being has an inner voice. You'll know if you're doing the right thing. If you take off the blinders, if you relax yourself, put yourself at ease and really listen to your heart, really listen to that inner voice that's telling you, I do like this, I don't like this. I'm happy where I am. I'm a little disappointed where I am. Listen to it. Follow your intuition. It requires clarity. It requires spiritual health, emotional health. But the more you clear away those blinders, the more you'll hear it. And you'll know. And if you're not doing something that you love, something that makes you vibrate on your highest frequency, change your patterns. Slowly shift into actions that will lead you closer to what it is that you need to be doing. Another important point I do not want to forget is about professionalism. If you are going to make the decision to get into business or are busy with a startup or you're in business, be professional. Don't be average. If you're going to do something, do it 100% or don't do it at all. Those are some wise words straight from Eric Thomas. Give it 100% or don't do it at all. Getting into business or starting your day with a sluggish attitude is horrible. It's despicable. Nobody wants to be or nobody wants to know you. Don't do yourself or anyone else a favor by coming in, by starting a business with that kind of mentality. Be professional. Learn what it means, professionalism. Good communication. Listen to my podcast about self-expression. You think it's hard to communicate in a relationship? Male, female, a loved one? You spend more hours with your business partner, and there are so many more opportunities to butt heads than you have in a, in a personal relationship. Learn how to communicate, how to be expressive. Never raising your voice in business. There are no emotions in business. I was in my first partnership for three, four years with two partners. It was three in total. We had great meetings. Despite any difficulties, any disagreements, never, we never raised our voice, never any yelling. Conform to the rules of professionalism. Innovate and create new rules, meaning don't be average. Definitely don't be a slug. Conform to professionalism, at least the standards of today. And if that's not enough, I would urge you to be at the forefront of what it means professional. Modern companies, ironically enough, millennial startups that are owned by millennials are innovating and then the next generation is going to follow. What worked 30 years ago is not necessarily what works today and what works for our new generations of customers and clients. Be at the forefront of professionalism, of customer service, of doing better, of being better. Don't be average in business. With these simple, simple principles and little tidbits to follow, you can succeed and go so far in business. It took me a lot of years to learn these principles. I follow them to the T as it is a part of who I am. I develop beautiful companies within a matter of weeks. I'm talking about putting together and accomplishing development projects that would otherwise take people months, I can put together in weeks. World-class modern, up-to-date because of principle, because of professionalism. I rely on my education. I rely on those wiser than me to make proper decisions, not floating through business and business dealings like a tube. 
lost out in the sea. No way. And I'm not here to get into the ins and outs of business dealing, not on this series, but I do want to mention one really, really strong point about business development. Business comes down to one thing more than anything. One, one big thing, sales. I've seen dozens of people, clients, who focus so much on the service or the product and not nearly enough on the sales or marketing, and they did not succeed. Expect Huge helps dozens of businesses with their startup. Expect Huge helps dozens of startups with all their development needs, from proposals to design, right? You need to design a logo, a business card, a brochure, a flyer, all that stuff, all the print stuff, content writers, visions, signs. If you're in tech, our biggest focus is application and software development, systems to solve your everyday needs, and marketing strategies, and even execution. We handle these things with ease. We've been in the line for years. Our testimonials is just a testament to how well we're doing. Nothing but five star. Out of a hundred customers, maybe one or two were semi-disappointed with our service. So I get all kinds of customers through my door. You have the kind that is overly obsessed with their idea, with their product, and they're coming to us to help make it a reality. And indeed we will. And when I ask them, you're a startup, right? You're trying to start a business. You have these big dreams. What are you going to do about sales? I just get down to the point. Yes, I will build you a beautiful brand, a website, anything you need to to look good, to present yourself, product, design, whatever. How are you getting sales? You have a budget for marketing? Are you ready to hire a couple salespeople? You will not believe how many people go into business overlooking that part with technology or e-commerce. Also, I have clients who came from other agencies where they spent $200,000 or $500,000 on an e-commerce website, customize the crap out of it, drain their pockets, and then when it's time to launch, no dinero, no money. So how you how are you going into business? How are you launching? You just spent six months, 12 months investing, investing in the product. How are you going to do sales? How are people landing on your site? You're opening a construction company, a service company, a plumbing company, a restoration company. You want to become an electrician. Spend all your dollars on equipment, the van, the design, everything. Now you're in business. Now what? Then you might come to find, oh my God, business is so hard. I'm not a salesperson. You might realize to yourself only afterwards. How am I going to get sales? Oh my God, I need to hire a salesperson. Wait, I can't afford a salesperson. People end up in such weird dilemmas. I mean, it's so common. It's weird because I'm so well aware of them, but I get the confusion. Going into business, you can't think of everything. But there, there are some basics. And that's what I'm trying to point. I'm just pointing out this one thing about business. But inner workings of business and success, even though this series wasn't really about that, it wasn't about getting into the details. I just wanted to mention sales because I don't know when I'll swing back around to business, to talking about business. And this is so important. If you're going to think about one thing, think about how you're going to do sales. Let the professionals, you need help building a company, you call a company like Expect Huge. I'll be glad to help you. Any other company company that does what I do or similar can help you build a beautiful company. Great. Then what? Think about after the fact. That is the toughest thing anyone, and remember this, everyone and anyone could open a business with a couple bucks, you come to expect huge, we'll build you a beautiful brand. Now what? Not everyone can go out and get the sales. So you want to start a business, you're getting into business, just 
focus on one thing, sales. Sometimes, and we've seen this so many times with some of the biggest companies in the world, they didn't care about the brand, the design, all that stuff. They just focused on getting the sales and everything else followed. That's a direction. Now, condoning it, sure, the proper way to start is to set it up properly, come across as professional. People these days expect professionalism. They expect customer support. They expect you to be on social media. They, you know, humans of today expect certain things. This is the society we live in. We have to, you have to conform to social norms if you want to be successful in business, if you want to cater to the right crowds. But that shouldn't be the focus. The focus should always be sales. If you're doing great sales, you could hire the proper help to organize. Get ahead of yourself. Sure, it's much better to get ahead of yourself sales-wise and then hire professionals to help you organize and get ahead and learn how to deal with it after the fact than to do just the opposite. Invest all your time and energy and thoughts into the development and then not enough into how you're actually going to succeed and grow. With that being said, allow me to recap on this full miniature series. We'll go through the various nine steps and let's see what it leaves us off with. One of the early points that I made was that being an entrepreneur doesn't mean that you've made it. There's no such thing as I made it. I made it, or to say to yourself, I am successful, or to feel successful, is an energy, it's a frequency, it's an output. It has nothing to do with monetary gains. It doesn't matter if you have a million or a billion. All that stuff is relative. You have to understand that that notion of I am there, I've made it, I am successful, is something that you could get on right away by re-educating yourself, changing your paradigm, restructuring the way that you think by default. Then I followed that by pointing out the most important steps of being and becoming an entrepreneur. For those who are interested, this was the purpose of this podcast. For those who want to become or who are an entrepreneur, to evaluate these various steps in order for them to grow and succeed so much more. Step one was all about entrepreneurs. Are they born or are they made? And I had said that I believe that they are born, but they can be made, which created a little bit of a challenge. Because if they are born, that means those who are born entrepreneurs come with a set of qualities that run in their DNA, for example. And those who are not born don't possess those qualities naturally. That means that they have to learn them or mimic them, learn and mimic those kinds of behaviors. And it's a little bit paradoxical because since it doesn't come naturally, they most likely will not pull it off. I talked a lot about my personal journey that as a projector to reflect upon. I don't think that's important to repeat. We concluded this by saying that there's such a thing as desire and all you're really left with is desire. And once this is firmly established, we were able to go to step two, which was decision. If you understand this, then now you have to make a decision. I touched on the idea that being an entrepreneur is not for everyone. You don't have to feel like you must succeed. Be an entrepreneur, be a business owner. You simply do not. You can choose which direction you want to go in life. You are free to do whatever you want. You can just forget about life and go walk the Appalachian Trail. You can go work for someone. You can do whatever you want as an adult. Nobody has your hand tied. If you feel trapped in any situation, it is only mentally. Both the born and the unborn entrepreneur ultimately are really stuck with desire. The difference is the born entrepreneur has a lot of desire built into their nature. It just refuels itself somehow. The unborn has to work and struggle much harder to build that desire. So after you've acknowledged that this element, desire and education are very important, you have to make a big decision. Where do you want to go in life? Do you want to venture down this path? Which now that we finish the whole series, you know that it may change you. It may be more difficult than you thought. But once you make that decision, there's no going back. 
back. This is where we got to never giving up, essentially. If we never give up, we will make it. But since giving up is such a strong reality for so many people, we can't just throw it out there like it's nothing. Most people do give up. There's a reason why only less than 1% actually realize those huge dreams and goals. So we have to be real, balance our fantasies with reality. I also mentioned that not every business owner is an entrepreneur. You can still go into business, even if you're not an entrepreneur. A lot of business owners, mom and pop type of shops, are business owners for a paycheck. They make their 100, 200, 300 grand a year. They have zero interest in doing anything beyond that, innovating the industry whatsoever. They, they couldn't care less. It's just a livelihood for them. If your desire is burning strong to be an entrepreneur, the door is open. You have to make that decision. If you've made the decision to pursue this venture, to pursue this life, so much more than a venture, it's a life as we now know, because it will change you. It will suck you in. If you so choose, then we have to set up a plan for motivation, because motivation is the only thing that's going to continue to to fuel you as you go. Depending on if you are a born or unborn entrepreneur, you may have more or less motivation naturally, but both need a motivation plan, focusing on the things that motivate us, capitalizing on them. Figure out what your motivators are and create a plan around them. The next step, once you are already in the door, step four is outlook, changing our outlook, getting educated because we need positivity. We need good, positive outlook in order to succeed well as an entrepreneur. Can't be a negative, don't understand, technological advance type of attitude. If you are that person, then you are simply not an entrepreneur. You don't have the character to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs, by default, are positive and therefore creative. Positivity will breed creativity. And next thing you know, you'll be the one coming up with the ideas. You need to graduate believing that you are successful or that you want to be and enter knowing and feeling. This is getting on that frequency, that wavelength. I am successful. I do have a great business. In this way, with this new education and changing our outlook, slowly reprogramming our subconscious, we have now made it a lot quicker than you thought you'll make it, right? So we just talked about earlier what it means that you made it, you've reached it. You know when you've made it? When you have successfully re-educated yourself and completely changed your outlook and subconscious and the way you approach and feel and think and the, the... frequency on which you you operate on, when you feel successful, regardless of how much money is in your bank, when you feel good about your business dealings and your business and your life, then you've made it. You may still have some goals relating to monetary gains, but that's not called making it. That's just goals. When you reach that goal, you'll want another goal. And just like in all of life, you're always, you're always going to want more and that's great. You have to have these goals. But you want to make it step four successfully complete step four and you'll know you will have made it this is not something that takes overnight this is a couple year process i believe i spent a couple hours a day re-educating myself and changing the way that i think and feel by now it's already second nature but i grew up in the community with an education far from what i'm promoting with an intellect and understanding as meager as a cockroach i had to go through phases to get to this level of understanding and clarity and for it to become second nature this is a journey something you have to commit yourself to. I put in the time, I put in the years, and I've explained when I was going in in these past couple episodes at some point that there was a certain point after a couple years of business where I felt like, wow, I'm really an entrepreneur. Ideas come to me. I love business. I love what I'm doing. I love how I'm operating. I love the organization, everything that I'm coming up with, the projects that I build. All of a sudden, I feel like an entrepreneur. You could be in business, even though you want to be an entrepreneur, and not feel like you're, right, that inner voice just doesn't feel 
and you'll know when it feels right. You will thrive. You will glow. This is step four, outlook. Such a huge step. Feel success. Become success. This requires a ton of re-education because these are not just fluffy things that we tell ourselves to feel good. These are actually rooted in very, very hardcore principles about the nature of success, of truth, of reality, of goodness. To really understand it and delve into it would require psychology and philosophy conversation, which we're not going into now. But what I'm saying is it's not just like, eh, change it. It's a real process of re-education because the way that you think by default is not yielding the right outcome, is not yielding the right results. You have a lot to get re-educated about in order for this frequency to flow forth naturally. Now you've already entered, right? You open the door, you came in, you're already in business, you're feeling it. Very important. Step five, time well spent. Even born entrepreneurs deal with laziness and every day is a struggle when you're in business for a couple years and you reflect on your day. How many hours did you waste? How many hours did you allow for leisure, wasted on passive entertainment? And if you are entertaining yourself, are you watching videos that will get you more educated, that will get you motivated? that will teach you more about your industry, your line, your product, the future, business, health, wealth, spirituality, emotional, emotional development, right? Is that where you're wasting your time? Which is not really a waste if you're doing that, but is that where you're spending your entertainment time? Or are you watching the Kardashians? Oranges, they all know purple, right? Where are you spending your time? Time well spent. Where are you spending your uptime? And where are you spending your downtime? They affect each other. And you need to make sure that you are spending both time the proper way, productively. Step six was health. Health is a prerequisite to a good business, right? You need to have a healthy body, healthy mind. You have to be strong, concise, clear. Every day you come in, people rely on you. They rely on your decision-making, your discretion. Health is also a motivator, right? Because we talked about building a motivation plan. Health ties directly into that. So health motivates you. You have to be healthy. There's There's just no alternative. To live a good spiritual and successful life, you have to. To work on health, to be a good, wealthy person, to be a, an accomplished, wealthy person, I should say. Figure out your health, your eating, your working out, your sports, your heart. You need a strong heart. Step seven was determinism. Determinism. And boy, 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 did we talk about that. Imagine how much determinism you must need if you are going to be less than 1% of this planet and actually succeed and make it there. Just imagine. I don't know if you can, if you've never been in business. Those who have been in business for a couple years know how difficult it is. They know all about the stumbling blocks, the stresses, the annoyances, the feelings of wanting to give up, perhaps. If you haven't, boy, you need to get real determined at this point. Part of a lion. Step eight, patience, that beautiful balance that we discussed between hardcore determinism and knowing when to have patience because you need so much patience in business, dealing with clients, waiting for deals to go through, deals falling through. Ah, Maybe I won't be a millionaire this year. Maybe it'll be next year. Maybe it'll be in five years, right? We said you go into business right away. You think, oh, five years, my company will be grossing five, 10 million. Nope. You don't know. God knows. Your 10 million gross might be in 20 years from now, not five years. You need tons and tons of patience on every level of good business, good business dealing, good business operation, good business living, living with good business. Step nine is actually a bit related to step four, outlook, because step nine is understanding, is coming to this understanding and and shifting into and adapting rich man's outlook. Step nine is rich people are not bad. Coming to that understanding and shifting into rich man's outlook. It goes hand in hand with step four and a lot of other points that I made throughout. 
right? Getting on that frequency, but it's a little bit of its own thing because it requires a lot of attention and a lot of re-education of your own, of, of its own right. Shifting and adapting the rich man's outlook, stopping to think like a poor person. Eh, I can't afford it. Why are you wasting money on that? There's a cheaper one. You know, all these, these ways that we think by default, stupidity. You want to be a one percenter? You better start thinking and having the standards of a one percenter. Your actions can't contradict your intentions. Law of attraction 101. Stopping to judge rich people by thinking that you're going to do it better than them. This is what we discussed today. You think you're going to be the exception. Stop thinking in those terms. Let all of that go. Embrace a whole new set of rules. Business is an animal. I know I've said it and I'll say it again because you're going to find yourself years into business. I want you to reflect back to this episode, to this conversation that I'm having with you. And it should give you motivation. Business is an animal, a tank full of sharks where emotions don't matter. Nobody cares how you feel. Nobody wants your excuses. It's a formula. One plus one equals two. You follow the formula. You follow the steps. You will succeed. You deviate. You make stupid decisions. You will fail. That's not to take Hashem out of the picture whatsoever. Heaven forbid. There is such a thing as Siata the Shmaya. There's Mazel. There's blessings. There's a, there are a million levels upon which success rests and lies, but on a very practical level, without getting too confused by all of them, follow the formula. Stay strong, stay motivated, stay happy, and ultimately you can journey through a beautiful life of business and spiritual living at the same time. They don't have to necessarily affect one another in any type of negative way whatsoever. In fact, they could build each other up. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this mini-series and to this episode. I'm looking forward to many more delightful conversations with you and your friends. If you think that you would like to give podcasting a try, I'm willing to have conversations with people about pretty much anything. Shoot me an email. Hello at faithisstrength.com. Visit my website. You can send me a form there. Faithisstrength.com. Contact page. Moving forward, we are going to have a lot of great conversations with a lot of people to just broaden our horizons. Listen, learn, get educated, love, get close to Hashem. Most of all, to live a healthy, spiritual, connected life. Until next time, God bless you.